We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Every guy looks better and feels more comfortable when he puts on a suit. There's one problem. Guys keep buying generic off-the-rack suits. That's why Blue Wire is pumped to partner with Indochino for an amazing deal on a new suit. Indochino is the world's leading made-to-measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. Looking to get married? Actually, our producer, Brian, is getting married. And they have a ton of options for those looking to outfit their wedding party. I will absolutely be there, as I'm the best man. And it's so easy to get started. Visit a stylist at one of Indochino's 40 showrooms in North America and have them take your measurements personally or measure yourself at home and shop online at Indochino.com. This week, Miami Heat Beat listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just 369 nice at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping's free. And that's always a plus. So that's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for any premium suit that's just $369 and free shipping. This is an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Carlo Navas, and with me today is producer and co-founder Brian. I hate you. He's back. Brian has been absent. He's mad at my takes in the group chat. Uh, also with me today is statistician and professional photoshopper Christian Hernandez. What Who's up, shuffling up, up? paper? Who's shuffling paper? Sorry, that was me. He's Stop looking at that. stats. He's looking at stats. Yeah, that, that was I was upset with those stats, so I crumpled them up and I threw them away. I like it. So yeah, Brian, Brian, listen, Brian comes back and he's already running a utilitarian, a, a dictatorship, 
God damn it! Fucking enunciate. You utilitarian? Yeah, I know <laughs> totalitarian. Is that you know, what you said? Listen, I'm disoriented. Jalen Brown hit a lot of threes. It was a banked. There was a there was a he played great the backboard situation. Really uh, also with us today from bench buckets. Uh, is bench buckets discontinued, Kevin Wang? No, it's probably been discontinued as long as we're both busy with schoolwork. Okay, so Kevin Wang, we are both Asian. Uh, Kevin, where can people find you on Twitter so they can? What get does your, that mean? They can get your bad Celtic takes. Uh, at at Kev Kage. That's at K-E-V-K-A-G-E underscore. So Kevin's a friend of the show. Kevin, just like me, is a filthy traitor to his fan base because I am a Raptors fan and he is a Sixer fan. Sixers so we are, and six. We are, both, we are both two peas in a pod in terms of our traitorship. Um, but the Heat did play the Celtics tonight and uh, they got the brakes beaten off of them or the brakes broken off of them uh, in quite dramatic fashion. So last night, uh, the Heat beat the Raptors. My beloved Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry, goes Fuck your Raptors. 0 for something, uh, 0 for a lot. Uh, Siakam is is neutralized by Bam. It's Bam's national coming out party because nobody wanted to watch Mavs Pelicans. So the nation is tuned in to this Heat Raptors game, which was a thriller. Uh, the the game of the year for Miami because that Bucks game was like poorly played, guys. Like that that was a there was some sort of weird comeback involved. It was a fun game, but like this Raptor game was just played at a much higher level. Um, and they were looking. I, Heat fans felt good last night. I think he fans went to sleep. I went to sleep feeling miserable. He fans went to sleep feeling pretty damn good about their team. Uh, and then today rolls around, and for a quarter and a half, I think he fans were feeling so gawky. And, uh, and everything unraveled when the Celtics started really throwing a lot of help on drives. Miami's offense just did not function. And they just got ahead in that in that second quarter, and they never turned back. And Brian's really mad at me because... I don't think the heater is because good you as go he on Twitter and you say stupid shit all the time. Well, I mean, is is all is that all the context you're going to give to tonight's game? I mean, no, it was the second night of a back to back, third game in five in, in four nights. Like there, there's a lot. They were missing Dragic, but the Celtics were also missing. Marcus the head coach Smart. was having a baby. Okay, fire Dan, hashtag fire Dan Craig. You know, there's there's context. Uh, the Celtics were missing Gordon Hayward and Marcus Smart. They had to play Cantor, which Kevin hates. Kev, Kevin hates all Cantor minutes, all six of them. He's DMing me furiously. There's, there's a there's a reason why he never plays in the second half. At all. <laughs> he just disappeared. What happened? Did Brad put him in a dungeon? It's because Pretty much, he learns like, like in two minutes. Like, oh, can't play Canner. Dude, can't play Canner is real. For some reason, last year in Portland, like in the playoffs, he was playable, and it just it just disappeared. I don't know Damian, what happened. Like that is honestly the biggest accomplishment of Damian Lillard's career, besides that point George shot. <laughs> Making Canner playable against the Thunder. And before that, Kevin, it took Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook at their peaks to make Cantor look acceptable. <laughs> it was a it was a Herculean effort. Um, like I don't know, guys. Like today, I, I don't I don't put too much stock in the loss because of those reasons. Like I think the main thing that kind of concerns me is, I think he fans' biggest takeaway is none today was pretty terrible. But it's been following a trend of just. If he's not scoring the ball in the ways he wants, he just looks completely out of sorts. He's not a good passer, doesn't really look to pass, dribbles with his head down. Uh, the second he came off a pick tonight, he was looking to shoot the mid-range, like a chuck a 20-footer. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, and those problems have been like kind of consistent with him whenever things haven't gone well, and it's gotten he fans upset. He makes Dion look like Jimmy Butler. <laughs> he made me miss Dion a little bit. 
Yeah, he has a really bad habit that he clearly has in his mind before he does it what he wants to do. And if he doesn't get to that, he then pounds the basketball for a solid like two or three seconds before making any other decision. And it's like you're just you're just kind of eating time there and you're letting the defense get back like sorted. It's it's just not ideal. I I kind of wanna I kind of wanna bring a conversation that we were having in the group chat to you guys, and I kind of want to make this kind of the basis of the show because the Celtics beat the Heat second night of back to back. All that context involved, it happens. Road game, Celtics are really good at home. Miami and the Celtics are probably about even in terms of you know, skill set and everything. Celtics had three days of rest too. They haven't played since Sunday, and they were missing two important players. Like they still know, haven't played since Sunday. There, there are Kevin. Would you say Gordon has been their best player this year? Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Second or third. Okay, so like they're, they're missing a key piece, and Marcus Smart is the linchpin of their defense. And so, the Heat were missing Goran Dragic, so you know there's yeah. a are arguable. You know how much better Goran makes them, considering the numbers we've talked about on the show, how the Heat are outscored when Goran's on the floor. But they're missing an important player who really provides, and he would have helped them tonight in terms of finding their offense. Uh, especially like isolation. I thought that they should have probably tried to ISO a little more today, maybe go five out and ISO like when things aren't working, like what they were doing. I think that that's probably not a bad option, especially Gordon, who's been a good ISO player this year. But uh, George Sedano and I were having a conversation on the timeline. And I said to George, I was like, listen, like at the end of the day, I think that the Heat are probably the fifth best team in the East. And Brian took incredible exception to what I said. And we were going back and forth. And Brad, I want to give you the floor first. Like, why the hell are you mad at me? I really don't want to have this conversation on a Miami Heat podcast. Well, let's have the conversation. Let's I think this let, is the perfect time. I kind of agree with Johnny that they are the fifth best team in the East. There we go. Look at that. But it's pretty. But it is, but it is Here, like a here's, pretty. Here's slim a perfect market. reason why. Who's the only team in the East as being two of the top five teams in the Eastern Conference on the road? Well, they've they've gotten the chance to play them. I think the, the Miami Ra- Heat. The Raptors have only played the 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 Celtics on the road, which they lost that game, but, and the Celtics have the, the, the same situation, but Brian, like, I think that Miami has been really good. I think they've surprised a lot of people. Um, I think it's fair to say, right. That the bucks and the Sixers are, are probably better than them. Uh, can we agree on that? No. Why, why are you not going to, why? You, I don't think the Sixers are better than them. Why? That sucks. Just blew the doors off of them. <laughs> yeah. And that was the second night of a back to back. Same as this game that we just, the Sixers, the Sixers starting five really just haven't played together that long. But the when they have just, played together, they've been dominant. Yeah, Brian, I mean, like, their their numbers when they've all, like, played have been incredible, yeah. but they have guys in and out of that lineup, which kind of explains the record a little bit. I, I would give you... I think I'd probably like give half, you Boston right now. I think Boston's probably better than the Heat. I think the Sixers are, like, they have half a, a game out of, like, the, sec- the second seed or something. They are, I'll yeah. Give they, Boston, I'll give you Milwaukee. But I don't think the Heat are more... I don't think Milwaukee they're worse. Like, I definitely don't think they're worse than Toronto. What are I what are the think heat, they could be better than Philly? What what do the Heat do better than the Raptors? Like you can argue force turnovers, and other than that, shoot the maybe they they have better size, which matters. They do, and I think that I think that made itself really clear in that Raptor game, especially when they were able to put a backcourt of Jimmy and Justice, and it really really bothered Kyle and Fred. Um, they have a better closer. Uh, they do. The Heat do have a better closer. I do think Siakam's a better player than Jimmy, and I think that Kyle is better Ooh, than their second best. I think Kyle is better than Bam. I don't think Bam's there yet. Well, I think, see, I think Jimmy's still a better half-court creator and scorer than Siakam. Because the one thing with Siakam that I've noticed is that as long as you have someone who can match him in strength and quickness, 
you're, you feel pretty confident there. Like, Bam showed that last night. Jalen's done a good job on Siakam this year, too. I think that the thing with Pascal is that when you kind of take away that pull-up jumper, everything shrinks for him, right? Because, like, he he's a really good post-up player, and, like, Bam is a guy... Like, I, I trust him posting up a guy like... like, like uh, like like uh, Brown or, or Tatum, but a guy like Bam is going to be hard for him, even though he has the length. And Bam doesn't have to really cheap space, right? So like he doesn't have to give a cushion when Siakam's on the drive. So he doesn't have to play so much off of him that Siakam gets that jumper. Yeah, that's how that's him. how Philly kind of contained him last year in the series when he put Embiid on him. No, yeah, and it was incredible. Although this year it was a little different. Like I think the step that Siak- Siakam's just too quick for 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 Embiid. Like I don't, I don't know if that's going to work. I think Horford's probably the better answer for that in the playoffs for them. But Brian, I'm not sure, man. Like I know that Miami went into Toronto and had an impressive win, but Miami had one of their lowest turnover games of the season. They had 11. Uh, Siakam did not play well, and I, I do think that while Bam does a good job on him, I do think that Pascal can play better than that. And Kyle was 0 for 10. So or why something do you always from... give excuses to other yeah, teams? Yeah, no, I mean Gianni, game. like the, both of the rookies shot terribly in that game. Like you're not going to mention that at all. Like you're going to make excuses no, for and the Gor- Raptors. Gorin did not, not play. Make excuses for the Heat. Like Gorin if you don't realize play. that you're doing this, then you need to be called no, out on it. I, I, because and people I, are getting tired of it. I realize that, but do you do you think the Raptors are? You think the Heat are better than the Raptors? I think it's they're very comparable. It's teams. close, but and that's if what I, Bam honestly can win the matchup over Pascal. I would probably pick the Heat because Jimmy Butler is the best player on both teams. You think that Jimmy? I see. I, I don't go where Jimmy's better than Siakam. I just I just won't go there. The thing with your whole stance is that you always say you don't trust the Heat, you don't trust their offense, you don't trust this or that. I don't. I mean, what's it going to take for you to trust them? Seriously, a bigger. I mean, a bigger sample, Brian. Like I, I just don't like. So Boston if and they, what's Boston a bigger and Houston, sample than these first twenty games? They've literally tied their best stretch to start off the season since their twenty what three year history. I think that they tied the two thousand twelve team right with the with whatever they had yet. Whatever the I mean, it just amazes me that that you question Jimmy Butler when he almost beat the Kawhi led Raptors that won the championship easily they were by far the toughest competition they played in the playoffs and yet you're essentially kind of writing off how impactful he can be no listen i know he's good like i'm not like arguing that like i just think that siakam has been like a world and like i don't what think does siakam prove to you i, I well i mean <laughs> he, he won a championship yeah he's no, been, okay that's that's a little bit unfair Brian. he's been deep, he, <laughs> but he's not this he's been world, deeper he's in not the playoffs class beater by any stretch he's right been now. deeper in the playoffs than anybody no, on the heat roster i don't care for he Udonis. hasn't been a world-class beater like you think he is like he's been great this season Brian. he hasn't like, been an all-nba player like there's, he's has. been incredible this season like, he's going to be all-nba for first or second team this year like no question 100 he's going to get a top five mvp he's going to be a top five mvp voting for sure he's going to probably win most improved player again like his season is unprecedented like what he's doing right now is insane which is fine like and I, like oh so what he's doing is insane but nothing that the heat can do no right? but what 20, i'm saying dude 25 it's not- 25 9 and 4 on let me look up the shoe shooting. I mean, he's shooting forty six percent. Like, come on, he's not like blowing the doors off people. He's shooting twenty shots a game. Like, the difference is that he doubled his volume. He's being efficient. His true shooting numbers 50, are good. Fifty six true shooting. That's yeah, good. he's having his best uh, year shooting three at thirty eight percent. This is yes. good. And he's yeah. shooting. He's shooting it off the dribble. Like, he, it's it's impressive. Um, I think Boston's better than Miami. Not, I, I, and I'm not like really sure. Like I think that Toronto is better than Boston as well. My, my I, one thing with Miami is that like I feel like their best shooters are could possibly be unplayable in a series. 
I disagree with that. I don't think Duncan. I think Duncan's good. I think Duncan has really well, like Harrow, Myers, Leonard. Like, isn't none like thirty six percent or something? None has been a good shooter. At he Harrow, that's a good question in the playoffs if they're going to be able to play him. Um, and like if a team like really picks on him, like the Raptors picked on him last night a lot. Uh, like so, and he he didn't really get to play a lot, and he was out of his game. I feel like also between like Toronto, Boston, Miami, yeah. Miami. Between those three, if like Miami might have like the least amount of shot creation or guys who can facilitate an offense. No, that's fair. And like my thing is that if I put them fourth or fifth, it's not that egregious. Like I'm it's just not like a slight on the heat. I'm not saying like they're bad. They're obviously a really good team. They have an incredible defense that forces a shit ton of turnovers. They're so active. Jimmy Butler's so good. We know how I feel about Winslow. Bam is a star in the making. Like what he's doing this season is incredible. He could possibly be defensive player of the year. Goran has making quite the strong six man of the year case. Like I think the Heat are good, Brian. Like I'm not saying like this is like a bad team. Like to say they're the fifth, to say they're a five seed in a really heavy stacked Eastern Conference top half, like that's not an insult. I mean, I, I guess that's probably the conversation that needs to be had is that the East is actually very good this year. And, but, you know, there's still kind of like that kind of almost trope that the Western Conference for like a decade has been better soundly than the Eastern Conference. But I just, I don't even know if that's true anymore. How many teams in the West? See, and I don't know if this is a hot take, but other than probably three teams in the West, I picked the Heat in a playoff series. Other than the Rockets, the Clippers, and the Lakers, I picked the Heat against anybody else in the West. And I'm not even sure about Houston because <laughs> we can see how that goes. <laughs> right? So, like, they're good. Like, I, Brian, I think they're really good. I just, I have questions. Like, regular season-wise, I, I, I just do. wish you were more like Leif. I think Boston's probably going to I kind of want have... Leif hosting his podcast from now on. Well, Leif was supposed to be on, but I don't know. I mean, I... it is a little weird that the host of Miami Heat beat is a Raptors fan. Uh, listen, yeah. I just... It doesn't help at all. I just think the Raptors are a little better. Not a lot better. I think they're a little better. I think that the matchup... I wish you weren't a Raptors fan to begin with. I, I think the matchup is closer than I thought. I think the I, really... I hope, Kev... I hope Kyle Lowry gets traded. No, come on. Don't say that. I hope he's a sixer. No, hate. don't do that to me. He's probably he gets traded to the Heat. You know, Christian, and that's funny that you mentioned that because I was talking a a little bit. Finally, I was talking a little bit about this pre-show with with Kevin. How last year when the Raptors traded for Gasol, I thought it was kind of, and we we had these conversations that I was not really sure how that would work because they already had Valanciunas and they're they they were playing really well with him as as off the bench and they were playing well with with Ibaka as a starter, (laughs) and I wasn't sure how big an impact it would be just to upgrade at that position. Right, like I thought that maybe they could have gone after another wing instead and another ball, another shot creator that would have been more of a position in need for them. Uh, but they went to upgrade at, at a position that they were already good at. And I kind of thought about that with the Heat in terms of Myers and in terms of point guard, right? So like if they do trade for like a guy like Kyle Lowry or like a good point guard, then uh, they upgrade their position. I was kind of out on that. I was like, I've been saying that they should go after a wing. Like they're going to need another wing creator slash scorer, but... I'm like not so out anymore on the idea of maybe upgrading a point guard or like center, like a guy like Kevin Love, for example, which you can look at Myers and say like he's a cheap discount diet version of Kevin Love, right? Like he spreads the floor, he rebounds, like he's big, you know, he's a body. Um, But if they upgrade to like a guy like Kevin Love, like I can see them winning the East, for example, like just with that upgrade instead of going after a position in need. 
I mean, yeah, as long as the price isn't too high, that's, well, that's not a bad well, option. I don't think Kevin Love's going to be an option just because his contract surpasses the 2021 offseason. No, and and like the he only was just like an, I can think of at the example. moment would really just be like, yeah, Kyle Lowry be an option because his contract's up next season. Um, Chris Paul is out of the table unless he opts out of his last year, which I don't expect him to do anymore. He seems to be content with where he is in Oklahoma City, so good for him. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Maybe Blake Griffin, since, I mean, technically his his contract expires in 2022, but he could potentially opt out of his last year in his deal and probably sign another big contract. It would be his last big payday. Um, so I could see a trade for Blake Griffin possibly. Uh, He's just always hurt. Like, that that really, like, worries me. Like, that dude's always hurt. He's playing great this season, though. When he's when he's actually playing, he's playing at an efficient clip. No, he's something last he year. He could, was awesome too. I, he's. I mean, I don't know. I, I really think he could be the, the missing piece, even if the Heat does. Does he? Even if he fix, like extended he, past twenty twenty one, like he's a player that you would probably would want to sign that offseason if he missed out on Giannis and Victor Oladipo. Does he culture fix injuries like it fits fat, like it fixes fatness? There's oh, a, no. There are no. conspiracies Injuries on like Twitter the that, the, that the Heat Medical staff sucks. I don't I don't subscribe to that, but there Butchers of Biscayne. <laughs> and there are there are people out here that are like they're like uh Alex Jones with with the with the tinfoil hat that the Heat Medical staff is like evil and horrible. You know who you are. You know who you are, Heat Twitter. <laughs> Why are you, why is he Twitter like that? Is 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 he the uh is he he Twitter scout with Brian? Yes. Yes, that's what he is. No one scouts with me. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, Scouts by Brian is one of the best like things, the developments in Twitter in the last few years. I love him. How He's, does how how does okay, quick quick like aside, how does a guy like block me on his main account, go on his burner, DM me, and then block me from his burner? It's brilliant. It's do you think like he's for real? Or like No, he's he's a real human being. Like he's he really doing this. Yeah, he's just like pure. Apparently, he, apparently, apparently, he used to work. Apparently, when he worked the Wizards, when he worked the Wizards, apparently he was best friends with Martin Gortat. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! What a random tidbit. He's great. Basketball, basketball Twitter has changed a lot, though. Like in the last couple of years, like basketball Twitter is, is a lot different. He Twitter especially. Christian, you're a favorite on Heat Twitter now. Way Christian, more, yeah, Gian- no. way more Christian's than Gianni. Star guy. man. Nikai I can't tell is, if I'm like or not. I really want not them liked. to be good just for like that kind of just awesome dark side of Heat Twitter comes out where uh, we're just like will we the ever most get there again? Insufferable. Will we ever uh, get there again? I like don't know, I, I don't know, man. I feel like like the big three came at this perfect time where the internet was a, just a different. Like the rules were different. Like I don't think that anybody would be horse cocking like anything anymore like just in 2019 i don't think that can exist the things that people were saying and doing like i just i don't know like it, it came at a perfectly wonderful horrible time of the internet and it'll never be replicated Yo, is that I'm the just, heat medical I'm staff thinking, in the background i'm just thinking of like a member of heat twitter like typing up a messed up tweet and then like on his left shoulder is nikaias the angel telling him don't do it you got to respect people on the internet and then the Alf. right side and then the right side is either alf or like chef trilly no, it's Chef. It's Chef Trilly on one on one end, and it's Ethan on the other, telling Alf not to do it. <laughs> it's, it's it's just like don't 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 get anybody mad. You're, you're a media member. It's actually it's actually Anthony Chang. It's Anthony Chang on one on one shoulder, and it's and it's Chef Trilly on the other. Let me tell you, these rules have changed Twitter, man. Quick question: What is like the meanest thing that Kai's has said to you guys? 
Um, he called me fat. No, he didn't. He did. He, he when he was in Miami, you weren't here. I mean, he is an analytical soul, so he was just being purely, you know. I, he he said it in like a really like the kindest way. Like he told me like my what my body fat percentage looks like. Did you like, oh, like, like calculate yeah, the yeah. cost of BMI? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, oh, your BMI is like you know twenty twenty nine thirty percent. Woo! I was Jeez. like, damn, that's right to the heart. It was very Nikias like. Podcast Dion Waiters. The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation.com. With more people buying online than ever before, you're going to have to get out orders quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders or decide which shipping carrier to use, or if you're even getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered on time for the holidays. No matter what you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings you all the orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with any of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS. You can even compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that you are usually reserved for big Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation handle it with ease. Just use our promo code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Offer code BLUE. ShipStation, make ship happen. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave? It hasn't really changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. And I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave, easy glide for a low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. And Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality great blades at a really fair price. It's just $2 per blade, guys. It's the most convenient thing you can ever ask for. The blades refills are super, super easy and they're delivered directly to your door on your schedule and you don't need a subscription. And there's no risk for you to try them out. If you don't like it, you can just return them and you'll get a refund. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted aromatic handle for firm grip. You get a five blade razor with the lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash blue wire to start shaving better today. Hold on. Let's, let's break this down. Let's break this down because Dion waiters has very famously been criticized for his weight. By the organization, by fans, by everybody, by the media, by just everybody makes fun of Dion Waiters for his weight. Like that's just that's just the thing. Hence and his nickname. Wait. Dion W E I H G H T E R. 
This is S. You struggle to get that out, but <laughs> waiters. It's okay. Spelling like we're yeah, not, spelling we're not, like Yanni. We're not spelling. Yeah, spelling like me. Spelling like Yanni. Um, he, you know, and by the way, like nobody, nobody's free of fat jokes. Like we call Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, right? So like, no, nobody's free. Um, but Dion, who's very famously made fun of for for being overweight or having body issues, uh, is on TV eating popcorn. Now, there's one thing about doing it in private. We assume it was popcorn. It looked like popcorn. And it was Could probably anything. <laughs> what if it was caramel pop? What if it was caramel popcorn? Like, See, like, that's worse. what I'm wondering. It was probably arena popcorn, right? Like, it had to be arena popcorn. And then who got it for him? Because I don't think anybody in the coaching staff would have gotten it for him. CBD. I mean, did you guys read the New York Times piece on <laughs> Steph Curry? <laughs> no, I don't read. No, but there's a piece about Steph Curry's popcorn obsession. Like he'll literally eat like a entire like trash bag of popcorn during half okay, games. Okay, guys, CBD popcorn does exist. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay, so CBD popcorn does exist. Is it, it does exist. It's odd. I'm just putting that out. Is this available in Toronto? That's a great question. Canada, it is legal up there. Okay, so we're we're in play here. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't gonna play. Like he knew he wasn't doing? gonna play. Guys, what are we doing? What, what? we're doing is. We're questioning why Dion Waiters does not have the like foresight to not eat on television on the bench. Also, like, wh- why is he eating popcorn? He should okay. know better. It's not that it's not bad, but why can't he have like you know a more meaningful snack like a, a protein bar? But what I'm saying a- is that you shouldn't have any snack. Like you know that you're being made fun of for like these issues. Like you should just avoid eating on the bench of a basketball game. Like you think he's eat. gonna be, be burning those calories during the game? Listen, I like I was once in the locker room and Kelly was eating cheese blocks. Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Kelly. It was Ryan Anderson, right? Eat in the locker room. He was eating like cheese cubes. Eat cheese cubes in the locker room. Eat your popcorn in the locker room. Don't eat it on TV where everyone can see. It's just it's it's a bad move by Dion. He should know better. I mean, he should be like Mike Scott and take a shot of vodka from someone in the crowd when he goes out of bounds. <laughs> what is the... Uh, what See, that's all I'm saying. Have some fun with it, right? Like, lean into the persona. You're still getting paid $12 million. Like, And this contract's guaranteed, baby. Popcorn's not that bad for you. Come on. And I don't know if it's arena popcorn. It's buttery. It has a lot of sodium. It's the sodium, I mean, it really. Yeah. yeah, we're getting to the bottom of Popcorn Gate. Like, we got to find out. I wish that it was a game that it was a home game, so we could have had Alex or Alf ask him like Dion. Like, see, well, oh, but you know what? I mean, I'm Jonah trying to find brings Steph up a great list point. of like popcorn see, to see oh, where. What happened, Christian? Is that? I mean, if if he loves stuff that's high sodium, salt, it, you can't lose weight well when you're consuming a lot of salt. So maybe that's the whole reason why he's always looking a little thick is that he likes those salty snacks. Listen, we all like we all like high sodium. You know, I great? love salty snacks. Those uh, I've been obsessed with those like vegetable chips. Uh, yeah, the, they're in the black still not bag. good for you. Like and, they, no, they, it's like a trick. No, <laughs> like I know. Just eat a whole bag. It's no, listen, for they're you. horrible for you. But how good are they? I think they're better than potato chips. That's my hot take. They're not bad. I don't think they're good. Oh no, they're great. Like I'm obsessed with them. Like the like the brat. Like I don't know. There's like all sorts. It's like yeah. Um, okay, guys, guys. I found Steph Curry's like popcorn rankings list. Number three on his ranking list is the Miami Heat Arena. Really. Yes, third best popcorn. Okay, where's really? the rap? Where do the Raptors rank? The Raptors. Why? To find. I can only find the top ten right now. Okay, are the Raptors in the top ten? They are not in. The- okay. Oh no, they are. They are number six. Okay, then maybe maybe Dion also agrees with Steph that the Raptors have elite popcorn. 
Wow, yeah. He described the Miami Heat's popcorn as perfect freshness and presentation. Just like their defense. He says he gives them a 5 out of 5 on freshness and presentation, a 4 out of 5 on saltiness, crunchiness, and butter. This isn't real, is it? It's real. Oh, it I'm it's looking a, at it's it right now. It's a Mark Stein New York Times piece. This is amazing. What does the audience have to Google search to get this? Steph Curry, Steph Curry popcorn. <laughs> You'll find it real quick. Do you think he keeps a list? Do you think Steph has a New list? New York Times? I'm like the rest. I'm like Andy Lou's assistant, essentially. <laughs> like, that's incredible. Listen, he culture extends from the locker room to the gym to the concessions. Do you know who has the number one rank? The Heat. No, the Mavericks. Oh, the Heat are number. Oh, they're number three. They're the number Mavericks three. Are number one. The no. Mavericks. Mark Cuban, with his perfect. I popcorn. think the Lakers are number Mark thirty. Did the Lakers guys... are number. The Did... Lakers and Clippers are number twenty-nine. La mediocrity. Um, did you guys listen to? Listen, Lake. The Lakers have backed into so much success, including their popcorn. Which... Oh man. No, um, they're they're last. No, I know. I was just saying, like they they couldn't the, the popcorn. The, the buck stops at the popcorn. Yo, but that's like a big thing. How do you fuck up popcorn? Listen, the, the Lakers fucked up a season with LeBron. They can oh, do Johnny, anything. I'm wearing the Clipper shirt right now. By the way, you're so whack. Let's go quiet. Look at um, they they got they got a one in saltiness and a one in butter. So they didn't put any salt or any butter because that's the only way you get a one is if you forget it. So they just serve popcorn with no salt and butter. No wonder he didn't like Maybe it. that's what Dion should be eating. <laughs> Maybe that's Maybe. the popcorn that Dion eats. Um, <laughs> so I was listening to um, – so Bill Simmons is doing uh, his book of basketball like via podcast. Um, and he, he kind of was doing an episode on Dirk and where Dirk lands all time. And it's kind of an update to his book in the last decade. And obviously there's a lot of uh, heat comparisons and everything. Um, and one of the things I wanted to talk about was how – Simmons was saying that Dirk didn't get the love that Dwayne got in his farewell tour. That Dwayne was kind of the attention, all eyes on Dwayne for the for the farewell tour, and kind of Dirk was kind of off to the side. Um, and he was like, "Well, Dirk is like unquestionably the better player." Which, like, whatever we can argue that. Like, I don't agree with that. I'm sure that Christian, you don't. Kevin, what do you have? Dirk or Wade higher all time? Uh. It's close, but like yeah, it is, it is really close. I guess Dirk. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? I mean, I mean, like the thing is, Dirk didn't ask for it. He was like very low key about his last season. He, he was. Didn't, he didn't announce his retirement until the end of his last home game. Dwayne had a marketing campaign behind it, but the point was that that Simmons said that Dirk. The the, the thing that I disagree with is that he said that Dirk meant more to the city of Dallas, like unequivocally. And that's where I push back, like. Obviously, I'm not from Dallas, but the fact that, and I'm not even saying that like Dwayne means more to Miami than Dirk does to Dallas, but I'm just saying just to say it so unequivocally is completely not understanding what Dwayne meant to basketball in the city, what Dwayne meant to people here, how he really created a generation of fans that just did not exist before he was here, how people love basketball in this town almost exclusively because of Dwayne. Like everything that they've built is like all this success, the banners, the trophies, the, the, the everything up in the rafters other than Hardaway and Zoe is Dwayne. Is Dwayne's doing. Bosch, Shaq, everything. The, the the championships. Like that was all off his back. And like everything that that they've created. And the fact that Dwayne got people to show up fucking early to a basketball game in Miami is like insane. The fact that 
people just I was in the building for that game. Christian, you were there. I was in the building for his return from Chicago to Miami. Like the fan base never turned on him. Ever. We may have had jokes and took jabs. This fan base is so petty. They'll turn on anybody. They turn on their own damn players. They turned on Riley, for God's sakes, for like four years. They turn on Spo every other day. They turn on every single person. And they never turned on Dwayne. Ever. Ever. And like Because, you know, everybody knows how much he means. Like and that's the thing. When you're comparing him to Dirk, it's also the fact that in his whole career he brought one championship. In a decade, Dwayne brought three. And that's kind of why you have a generation like such a huge generation of basketball fans here in Miami is because it was sustained. It was something that you could really rally behind, which is something that the other, uh, you know, biggest sport in town hasn't given this city in a long time. So it's, you know, it, it means a lot to them. You know, the Dallas had the Cowboys and they won for a long time, you know? So it's not like that was the most impactful team in Dallas. So that's why I'd argue Wade just in that regard. Like it's, but like I said, and it's not even to say like one, like is more than the other, but just to even have like the thought of that Dirk is just unequivocally more important. And I think that just speaks to people's ignorance to Miami as a sports town. Kevin, you know, man, like I think I've, 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 so I've never like been to Miami, but I feel like it's pretty significant that Wade more Wade made basketball more significant in Miami than a strip club. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kevin gets it. Kevin gets us. I mean, what is like what are what are you going to do in Dallas? Ride a horse? <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> no, like I've never I've never been to the South period. Like I really don't have, get barbecue. I really don't have any clue what to do there. I I don't yeah. You can ride horses here too. Horse country, Kendall. Okay, yeah, yeah. You can go to Kendall and horse. So no, it's a drive. Like, I, I apologize, Dallas. Dallas. I'm just uneducated. I don't know. What do you do in Dallas? Like this barbecue, right? Like I, I'd go to Dallas and get some barbecue. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what else. Oh man, Duncan Robinson grew up a Celtics fan. It's unfortunate. Oof. Got to trade him now. He's been. He's <laughs> he, been, he, grew he grew up, up in he Boston. Grew up, yeah, he grew up in Maine. He was born in Maine. <sighs> no guts. Maine's a great place. I love Maine. Maine's great. I love Portland. Maine's amazing. Apparently, him and Jalen are really close. Really. Him and Jalen apparently close. Jalen was awesome today, by the way. Like, Jalen was awesome. And, you know, uh, Kevin and I were talking uh, earlier. Christian, do you see, like, I don't see Tatum as any kind of special. Like, I see him at most, like, third guy on a title team. Like, most. Yeah. I mean, he he's still so young. He's 21. He's a, he's a baby. I just don't see what everyone sees. I mean, he he's a shot. His maker. the one like, thing that's weird is that his defense is so far I ahead mean, of his offense. Yeah. Well, I mean, when's that's the other thing? Like, he's a big range. Like he's player. already he's already a great off ball defender. Yeah, he's already a great off ball defender. He's he's great as a shot blocker, like on help defense situations, and he can hit pull up threes. Like that's a pretty obvious path to stardom as a wing player. Like. I'm not sure that he makes more than one All-NBA team in his career. And, like, I know that Kevin's going to disagree with me with that. Uh, I mean, that's, like, kind of, like, I think he'll be a bit better than that. Like, I don't think our projections of him are that far off. Like, I don't know. I, I just kind of have him, like, I, I, I look at Middleton and I'm like, that's the ceiling. I think he's better than Middleton. That kind of impact. Like, I'm just like, that's, that's the The ceiling. one thing that is weird about Tatum is he's, like, the worst finisher in the league right now. Like, he makes Justice look like prime Isaiah Thomas. 
Bro, let me tell you something, man. We are in the tank for justice. Like we, we as a show. No, you know, you know what? Okay, I'm just gonna. say It's weird because yes, on defense, we, we, he's a pretty physical. You know, you know, Christian, go. I feel like I'm behind you guys by like a second or two. I feel like it's like cutting off. Weird. Listen, so the people, so the people know we're trying a new recording method. We're trying, uh, yeah. So just bear with us, Christian. But what? uh. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I'm not, I don't what were you what it was anymore. That I was saying that we are in the tank for justice. I mean, we are, but also I feel like like some people are, are just so locked in on the fact that he's not a good offensive player that they've just completely written him off. Like this road trip, both Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero shot worse from the field and worse from three than Justice did. Yet no the way. Only, the, yes, both of them. No yet way. The, the only person that people are talking about tonight is Justice Winslow because he shot four of ten from the field. That's insane. I did not know that he had he shot better threes than Tyler and none. That's incredible. I mean, they were all bad. Do you guys feel I mean, Justice just, is like, in like an optimized role I mean, right now? It's just that the misses that he has, like especially bad. from three, all those air balls are kind of hard not to miss. That wide left was bad. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. feel Justice is in his best role right now in offense? No, no, because he's not playing point guard. Do you want to know when he looked his best in the last few games? In the fourth quarter against the Raptors, yes. when he was leading that he charge was, was when great. Jimmy was out of the game and he had the ball in his hands. That's when he was the best. That's 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 where he needs to be. Is that the... Oh, never mind. I thought you were thinking of last year's game when Danny Green hit the game-winning three. He was, he, I mean, last year I think was his best year. I think that last year in the back half where they were playing him at point guard exclusively, like I thought that that was like the what he needs to be. Why? Why doesn't he start? Because he got he was starting and then he got hurt and then okay. that's just how Spo is. Like, so like there, Kendrick Nunn. Change. Like, come on, Kendrick Nunn's been really awful. So like, yeah. my argument, and I don't know if this is what Spo's was thinking, is that the Dragic uh, Nunn lineup data has been bad together. They're they're a minus together. So maybe Spo's trying to keep them separated while keeping. Duncan on the floor as a spacer. I would rather start Dragic right now, to be honest. Can no, you just honestly, not like, play, why can't you just not play none? Oh, that's not an option. I would still play none. I just don't think he's more than a sixth man at this point he's, of his well, career. I mean, you guys also have to take into account that that starting lineup together has been the best lineup that he'd have had this season. No, they legitimately I mean, played well together. I feel like they've hit their ceiling already, though. If, if it, the Heat want to actually possible. like be better than what they're currently showing... They need to put Justice back in the starting role and get him more involved with the starting unit. I think that Raptors Especially game, if as they close games, they need to gel together, especially on offense. To Brian's point, like last game when those two guys were defending uh, Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry together and they completely shut them down, like every drive, like that was it. Like the, Bro, they were, overtime, they only scored two points on that team. Offensive oh. superstar Kyle Lowry. Listen, okay. <laughs> he was playing great before he got hurt. Okay. Got to the free throw line a lot, uh, but the, the both of them together defensively are, are going to shut down so many backcourts. Like, and I think that that's going to be a difference maker in the playoffs. And I even think that Justice can guard guys like Simmons, even guys that are bigger uh, or about his size. They're going to be able to do so much. So, like, their ceiling is with Justice. Like, I don't know what that looks like, but it's going to be with him. I would imagine Myers probably swapped with Kelly at some. Please. Point. And I'm saying this as a Celtics fan. I'm like, why is he out here? <laughs> I can empathize to you guys because I have Anders Kanter on my team. He's not bad. I just he doesn't even play that many he minutes. He's just he, he's kind of like the bad like, of two, three my, years ago. One thing where that he really, like start he starts off, 
and you, he kind of just gives you that spacing you need to get your offense flowing and to be in like both the first and second half. I mean, that's it. Like you don't let your team. But my one, my one issue is those stretch bigs who are hesitant to shoot, Mark and that's kind of what Myers does. He's been better the last couple of games. I'll give him that, Mark. But yes, I agree. Like I don't think he should be starting, especially as his team try to figure figures out its rotation with like, everybody's back and healthy. Like holy crap, we, we barely saw Chris Silva tonight. Which, by the way, shout out to him. I feel like they need more minutes for him. Um, but we barely saw him. We barely saw DJJ. There's a lot of guys on his team that probably need minutes and aren't going to get it. And like even to prove this point, like Duncan Robinson had a ridiculous third quarter against the Raptors, and he didn't even see a single minute in that fourth quarter. He saw a couple seconds at the end. Yeah, it, was like, it wasn't even a single minute. It was yeah. like barely, it was like 10 seconds. He put him in for a possession. He had one mistake, and that was it. He subbed him out. That was, I think, was the biggest move, and I thought that that really helped the Raptors back into the game because I thought Miami kind of had control, and I knew the Raptors were going to make a run, but I think that just having... I mean, Duncan was just playing out of his mind. Yeah. How do you always find a way to talk about the Raptors? Well, because that was the last damn game well, that we, they played we're, well. We're, I'm, we're in, I'm, I'm so glad that someone just else is noticing team, like, this. An hour well, like, ago. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, but the, I was just saying that he was the game that he played well that we're talking about. It's the game in question. Well, yeah, you, you had me on to talk about a Raptors Heat game. <laughs> Listen, I've been waiting for this all my life. Um, he, I, I'm very out on none. I've been out on none. Everyone knows this. I, I don't. His role needs to change quick. Nikias has been saying that he should be in the Dragic role, uh, but Dragic is in the Dragic role. So, like, what are you gonna do? I mean, oh, I, the big question that I have with him is that is is the amount of volume that he's consuming is that by design or is that just how he is because i mean all season long he's been leading the heat in offensive possessions and to this day he is still leading the heat in offensive possessions he's he's had 15 percent of their total offense and his efficiency has plummeted in the last few weeks please can i say something that's going to really scare you guys yes he's giving me 2019 Celtics Terror Rozier vibes. Oh, no. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. no. You're kind of right. Well, like, at least we could, know he's going to sign in for with two minutes for 20 for minutes. And he's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you uh, put him in for two or 20 minutes, he's going to find a way to dominate possessions. Well, uh, Rohan was talking to Leif today on Twitter, and he said uh, Leif was commenting that none just wasn't looking to pass like on the break. And... Uh, Terry Rozier, and then, <laughs> and then Ro- Rohan said that he's just like like allergic to passing. And I, okay, I will, I will give none like one one thing here. He did hit Bam on a nice roll on a pick and roll. That old, yeah, the only pass, the only good pass. Yeah, game, okay. Because Rozier has never, I think, well, no, it was Kyrie who threw the pass. But honestly, if Rozier threw that pass to Hayward, the same result would have happened in Cleveland. <laughs> Worse, maybe. Um, and then I, I told Rohan that like none has a little Hassan in him. And I scared everybody. God, God, imagine I'm trying to imagine Hassan as a point guard. Guard, listen, he's guard Hassan. Like we're on the trajectory of guard Hassan. Wait, you're trying to imagine Hassan as a point guard? That's yeah. James Harden. <laughs> I was thinking like Westbrook. James Harden is like a really good passer, old. Brian. No, I'm, I'm just talking about the useless stats. Did you see that box score last night? <laughs> Kevin, did you see someone? It? Someone retweeted Ethan Strauss tweet. He's like, "I'm trying to imagine Russell Westbrook as a 34 year old vet." <laughs> <laughs> I 
This was like this was like 2014 when he tweeted that. Oh my god. We're almost there. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Hold on, wait. I gotta I gotta dude, James Harden last night was he had 50 points. He was uh he was four for twenty from three. He was eleven for thirty-eight on the field. Westbrook was seven for thirty. No other rocket took ten field goal attempts. <laughs> I feel so bad for P.J. Tucker right now. <laughs> P.J. Tucker took eight shots. He was four of eight. Bro, they took 68 shots and, like, nobody else shot more than 10 field goals. Bro, they're about to replay this game. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? So, like, obviously, like, I'm watching Heat Raptors, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, neck deep in Raptors Heat stuff, right? So, like, I'm, like, really, like, I have blinders for the rest of the league that night. And I, I see like toward the end of the night because we were deciding last night are we gonna pot are we not gonna pot like, what are we gonna do should we wait for the Celtic game, uh and so all this is happening and I I didn't really pay attention to what's happening in Rockets Spurs like what do I care, and then I see like Twitter blowing up about some sort of dunk and then like the Rockets were mad and some of these two points and I was like oh man that's unfortunate the Rockets have like a game like winning dunk that didn't count I was like oh that really sucks like that you know that that, got, that has to sting. So today I see like more tweets that the Rockets are like trying to replay this. And I was like, well, what happened? So I look at the end of the game and I was like, well, Harden got blocked. Like that seems clean. Like what are we, what are they complaining about? And then I do more research. They're complaining about a dunk with like seven minutes left that like was supposed to count and didn't count. And no, like, the funniest thing is they were up like 16. <laughs> bro, like Daryl Moore is like, we need to replay this shit. Like we were like, I should have counted. Like, dude, that was a seven minutes and 30 seconds. Like what the fuck? It would have been poetic if like it was the Warriors instead of the Spurs because of that <laughs> outed that they filed or whatever it's called. Oh no, my God. Like I cannot like, dude, I'm sorry. Like that's so lame to file a complaint over that. Nate said that the, the Rockets give, let me speak to the manager vibes. They do. Oh, my Daryl Morey absolutely does. You know, Daryl is like pretty genius because Daryl does a lot of media, right? So Daryl will do like the Simmons podcast. He'll do Zach Lowe. He's a very available general manager. He's on Twitter. I'm shocked that he's still tweeting. I got to be dead ass. After the China thing. <laughs> oh, my God. That's bravery, dude. <laughs> Oh, he has been tweeting. That's oh yeah, amazing. yeah. He he was he's tweeting and this man. I, if I if I went to tweet again after doing something like that, I'd, I'd just be like, "Hey, was good." <laughs> like <laughs> just like something really. Like. No, the funniest thing is the Warriors world. Every year they tweet out like screenshot of like Daryl saying, "Congrats to the Warriors on a great series win," like five times. <laughs> 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 it's like the same thing. <laughs> Did they get suspended? Who? Warriors World? World? Yeah, they did. For what? It's probably cussing or something. That's weak. Twitter's weak, dude. Twitter wasn't ready. You guys already have Steph and Clay out. You're going to take out Warriors World, too? Yeah, exactly. The injuries are piling on. You should have taken Kendrick Nunn with them. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.